Welcome to episode 151 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Happy day, John. Yes, indeed, it is. And uh, on this happy day, we are going to discuss uh, yet another area of humanity's um, uh, sort of output that can be sort of taken over by artificial intelligence. Ruh-roh. Yes. So we are going to talk a little bit today about the next Rembrandt project, which was actually put together by an advertising firm, if you can believe it, plus uh, some very smart technologists who analyzed a host of Rembrandt's paintings, and then based on that, allowed uh, an artificial uh, intelligence to pick a particular subject that Rembrandt might have uh, painted, in this case, a Caucasian male with a, with a goatee, uh, very styling, and actually had the AI go ahead and uh, paint this painting using a 3D printer with uh, translucent paints uh, in, in the style of Rembrandt. So if, if you go online, you can see a video about this. And, and additionally, you can see um, you know, uh, various critiques of the work. Um, and there will be some grand unveiling uh, at, at a certain point in time uh, down the road. But the critiques have, have ranged from, wow, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, amazing uh, and it looks just like a Rembrandt painting to, oh, yeah, well, if Rembrandt ever did this, you know, it would be a really mediocre <laughs> Rembrandt painting. But nonetheless, um, it seems like if you want an original Rembrandt these days, all you need is a, uh, a supercomputer and a 3D printer and voila, you have a uh, 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 something that the master would have probably never done for you personally. But um, if you're an advertising agency with some bucks to spend and uh, some technologists on board, well, uh, then you can resurrect uh, the dead artist and, and have them create something at your bidding. Uh, which is entirely uh, disturbing to me for, for a couple of reasons, which is that uh, this, this uh, derivative work, which is, it is very derivative, uh, is also, um, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's devalued Rembrandt's artwork, but really I, I think the idea that uh, the AI is, is developed enough to create a sort of a, a mockery painting or, or a close enough, but no cigar painting. It, it, it just, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Why? Uh, I, I think it, it's mainly the idea that, uh, Maybe that, you know, when you watch a great movie versus a B movie, right? Sure. And then no B movie. B movies are great because they're B movies and they're sort of either not plotted well or the dialogue is bad or, or something. And you can appreciate them for what they are. This mm -hmm. is really a B movie Rembrandt posing as a, you know, as, as something, uh, as a tech, technological uh, wonder, right? And, and, and I, don't, I don't think it is quite, it's an interesting experiment, um, but I, I don't think it's, uh, it, it, it rises quite to the level of, of artwork. Human artists have been doing B versions of Rembrandt style art for centuries. Mm -hmm. Do those bother you similarly, or is it the fact that it's a machine? Uh, no, because I, I think the the B grade Rembrandt paintings are uh, sort of enhance the um, 
reputation of Rembrandt as being the master, right? Uh-huh. So, so you know that you're looking at a, a B-grade painting. So if it were a, the AI trying to approximate a, uh, a so-so artist who is imitating Rembrandt, then, uh, then, then I'd be okay with it. So, so maybe I'm just a little more disappointed with the hype surrounding it than, than I am with the actual accomplishment, which is, which is quite incredible. So is it incredible or not? And so what I'm hearing you say is that what you're, what you are, I don't know if upset might be the wrong connotation, but mm-hmm. what you're upset about is the fact that the media has said this is such a big deal and you think it's just sort of a crappy exactly. version and you think it's a really impressive thing. I, I, I think it's, I think it's impressive technology, but I don't think it approximates the, the human artist. Uh, by by a long the shot. Rembrandt artists. correct. There are many human artists yes. that might approximate. Yes, the masterful human artists. Because a, a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, um, which which is not to say that it's not coming. Which which I guess is another nagging indicator in the back of my head that right. that uh, um, you know very soon you know hey you know don't even bother trying to do artwork because the AI is going to do it better than you. Uh, you know we we talked about the AI. Uh, mastering or, or at least getting very good at the Asian board game of Go, which was thought to be, you know, uh, almost, uh, well, at least a very difficult feat for, for an AI to, to take. I think mastering is fair. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if you say the top end players in the world have mastered the game, this AI has mastered the game. Right. So now when we see something on, on the art side, I guess I'll say that uh, in comparison, um, you know, perhaps this is not the the go level um, mm-hmm. artistry, but it's it's a pro, you know it's getting close, right? It, it's on its ago. way. Yeah, five years ago they thought that beating a master in go would take decades, plural, mm-hmm. and it's already done. So, I, I mean, I saw what the I looked at the art done by the Rembrandt AI for lack of a better way to put it, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Was it Rembrandt quality? No, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. So I bet they're not that far from basically being able to do it at a level comparable-ish with Rembrandt. How does sure. that make you feel, John? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that makes me feel. I'll have to come back on the show in a couple weeks and revisit that that uh, emotion. Um, I I think that human creativity, which you know very well could be uh, turned now towards creating more and more incredible artificial intelligence engines that uh, do all sorts of amazing things. I mean, uh, for me, creativity sums up a lot of the human experience, at least for myself. And 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 it it's for me something that differentiates human beings from machines and animals and the rest of you know rest of the world frankly is uh the the creative spark so well, there are animals with the creative spark sure um and and we could uh we could uh you know talk about that too but f- but for for myself the 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 artistry and creativity uh, is is a defining characteristic of of the human experience uh so to have an ai that that also nominally displays that of course it's not going to go and create a painting in its own style right which rembrandt did and that's why he's rembrandt and and we are not right um so it's not the same because it's imitative and it's it's an approximation of what 
what the master was thinking, right? Um, certainly Rembrandt's, uh, you know, uh, paintings evolved over time and, and he, uh, you know, had, had a certain artistic muse or something to say. And, you know, the AI is approximating none of that. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a little uh, 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 sort of... Um, a little bit out of the armor, a little, a, a little bit of a, a break there that that says, "Hey, you know, this thing that I thought made humans special, and maybe a lot of other people, you know, think the same way. You know, that's that that's chipping away at that. So uh, that's probably why it's getting an emotional rise out of me than uh, you know some of these other tech topics uh, normally uh, might not." Yeah, and it's more than chipping away at it, right? I mean, if you think about how art schools work, they they focus first on foundations and skills and fundamentals, and you begin to learn a lot of different ways to create. Um, the AI is learning different skills and different fundamentals and different tools and ways to create. And so the interesting question is, how far are we away from the AI creating things that are uniquely its own based on the synthesis of many different styles and skills that it has developed beforehand. Um, it probably is, you know, decades, meaning low 10 to 20 years as opposed to three to four, but it's coming and not, not too, not too far away. Um, it's, 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 it's definitely coming. And how will you feel then? Yeah. And, you know, it, it just just occurred to me that that, you know, we have the next Rembrandt now and there will be the next Picasso or, uh, you know, who knows that uh, the next Michelangelo. Right. There there will be this ability to, um, you know, replicate certain famous artists, which, you know, will will also chip away at the market for uh, uh, for artwork. If you think that. Uh, that you're going to be a fine artist someday in, in, in the mold of any of these, these guys or gals, you know, perhaps, you know, you should spend some time, uh, you know, learning how to program a, a, a computer or artificial intelligence. And the idea that there could be a synthesis of all these artists. So here's what the intersection of Michelangelo and Rembrandt and Picasso would look like. Uh, who knows what I would, I would actually be interested in seeing what a, what a computer came up with um, or what an AI came up with uh, in, in that respect, uh, sort of, sort of a, a, a super mashup of, of the greats. Um, but at the, at the same time, it makes you uh, wonder where the, the value just in terms of um, uh, so, so artwork in, in, a, in a broad sense is a reaction to the world around us, right? Or, or at least it is, uh, you know, my understanding of music and art has always been in, in reaction to the things that are happening in the world, right? So if, you know, if from, from that perspective, you know, you, know you could then ask the AI to, hey, why don't you react to, to the world, to the news, to the, you know, provide that additional input, uh, to make it even more uh, uh, human-like, uh, but but for me, artwork is is always an expression of 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 human condition, um, and uh, that piece of it, you know, is not quite sacred, but but it feels close, right? So so once again, I don't know if if you're talking about having a uh, computer computerized mind replace that, I. 
I would probably have a very, uh, n- not a violent reaction, but something close to it. Well, start violently reacting because it's coming. I mean, look, John, I'll, I'll reframe it. I mean, art, art is, um, it, it's not, I don't think it's so much an expression of the world around us as it's an expression of the context that we have been exposed to and how we process and react to it. It happens that as humans and the way we live our life as humans, the context that we're exposed to encompasses a a great deal of data that um, seeps into many aspects of the world, at least in some limited geographical, cultural context. The amount of context that machines will have in the future is going to grow exponentially. So right now, the context of expression of the world that a computer would turn into art is a mashup of Picasso and Michelangelo um, and Rembrandt or whomever without the greater understanding of the world and place and, and the many things that inform human art. But it's inevitable that that context will be a part of artificial intelligence in the future. And at the point it has all of that context to go with the skills, it's going to be doing what we do. I think... I, I believe in hard determinism, so I believe that the things that we do are an inevitable, and if we had machines powerful enough to do so, even predictable um, synthesis of basically all of our nature and nurture up until that point and as we interact with the world itself. I don't, you know, the idea of free will and the human spirit, you know, I, I think that those are... Um, clumsy ways of explaining things that we don't have computational power enough to understand. So uh, I think that AI and machines are being built in the model and mode of humans, but with computational power that will continue to be orders of magnitude uh, higher than, than we ourselves have. And, and they're you know, taking our place as operational actors in many different ways from a technological perspective is an inevitability. The question is, will things be done um, artificially from a, a social legal perspective to prevent that um, operational eclipse of, you know, humans guiding the world. And, and that's, to me, that's the big question and unknown. But as far as computers being able to create original art in this dramatic, idealistic, lovely way that we think of human artists creating. I think it's asked and answered and it's coming. It's just how how long will it take the nerds to take to program the machines properly to be able to do it? And it'll probably be faster than we think. So in addition to artwork, I, w- I would very much like to hear a new uh, Beatles album, as I'm sure many, many folks would. So uh, for... Uh, the advertising agencies who are looking for the next big stunt, uh, may I suggest that you uh, uh, use an AI to create a new Beatles tune. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. 
And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at DNemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Or email me, Dirk, at GoInvo.com. So that's it for episode 151 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time.